1: hello thank you for going to the les schwab tires. Tires? i don't know hello we appreciate you going to the les schwab, les schwab. why it's can't like you v- say tires Vive Cluco it's the same just thing. say tires uh wh- where do we pick up from hi uh, everyone you're listening to the center in the saint podcast
0: i'm luke anderson i'm will Dar- well, Darkins, and this is sponsored by les schwab tires is that right i think so okay yep enjoy Doing the right thing since 1952.
1: I'll take a this is the center of the
0: sink.
1: Now here's Late Night Drunk Diner, Luke Anderson. And neurotic sociopath Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan. saturday morning it's a holiday weekend and the weather is there yeah it's right
0: there i'm seeing it yeah it's right outside if you want to know what the weather is go outside but it's a holiday so who cares i guess dude i'd rather it be a nice sunny day Well, i
1: think everybody would but you get a three-day weekend so which would you trade for
0: Nicer weather or you want okay. one day, you get one day, yeah, weekend. It's beautiful, like we're talking 68, but Pe- like amazingly sunny and breezy. No, whatever your perfect
1: temperature is, I don't care. It's, it's perfect for me and somehow perfect for you at the same time. And everybody has their own variants. It's perfect weather, whatever that means to you, perfect weather. But you get one day off or you get three days off, and it's meh.
0: They're not terrible. It's not a
1: storm. It's
0: not it's wind like balls. this the whole weekend. This is meh. I think I'd take the one day because then I could plan Ooh. it out and kind of just kind of go crazy. Like I'd take a day trip and just go yeah, to but, the
1: beach. But and... you don't know until you wake up. You don't get to plan it out. I mean, you can hope.
0: Well, yeah, I do know before. No. You just
1: told me. No, no, no. You wake up that morning. <laughs> this is a magical what-if scenario to start things off based on weather because well the Blazers lost and we got nothing better to do.
0: Well, I do live in Aloha, which means I'm just about like what, 30, 40 minutes outside the beach. So, I think I'd still take the good weather cuz that means I can just hop in the Prius and get there and still save gas. Yeah, you can't do a night trip. You got to be work tomorrow. That's fine, man. All right. That's right. fine. I'll live with my decision. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Luke. I'm going to live with this take right here.
1: You you die on that hill.
0: I'm going to die on this hot take hill. Ah, I'm taking the hot. good weather one day. So the way that I prep
1: for this show is I use just a reoccurring document. I open the same document and then just type in over it. You prep for the show? Well, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So I pulled up last week's sheet. Much has changed.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, the Blazers coming off of a close loss on the road. They were 0-2, but it was an optimistic 0-2. Saturday night, of course, was game three. Didn't exactly go the way that we hoped. And then, of course, they got swept in the series. But the other thing that was very fascinating about last week's, it also said, and I quote, this is from my show prep sheet. Bucks are dominating. They were. Yes, they were. This time last week was a very, very different feel. Uh, just overall, NBA conference finals. How you feeling
0: right now? Well, let's first start with the trailblazers. And let me just say that I do not find z- any disappointment in this season. I know there's a lot of fans out there that had this sweep in the Western conference finals. And there are, man, I've seen it on social media. I've talked with a few of my friends that feel disappointed about this because they feel like we kind of got embarrassed, you know? And some of them are also kind of pointing to the whole Dame uh, rib injury thing as like, Oh, right. You say that after, you know, you lost the third the after the fact injury. Yeah. But at the same time, dude, I mean, what do you expect at this point? You're playing probably the greatest team I mean, obviously of this last decade, but you could even put them, you know, I don't know, top three greatest teams of all time. Yeah. I mean, you're going into this series with no use of Nurkic, who became an integral part to your season, nearly averaging a double-double. Second or third best player, yeah, however I, you look I, at it. I mean, I, to me, it was a magical season. It was absolutely amazing. It was everything I would have hoped for. And actually, on this show, I've said many times, I said, your goal right now is to get to the Western Conference Finals. They did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. There's, there's no question that they got there. They got there, and they just, they played well in stretches against the Warriors. But the Warriors reminded you why they've been to five straight championships. I mean, this team is amazing, and there's, there's guys across the roster that have been there, done that and have poise in those big moments. Draymond Green made one three in like the entire series, and it was a backbreaking three in game four, right? I mean, it's, it's, when he shoots that shot, you just go, oh, you know he's going to make it. The, the, the Blazers celebrated shots in the fourth quarter that they made, which, depending on the game, wasn't a ton of shots, but they sat there and celebrated. And by the time they realized what happened, Draymond Green was in the paint, standing either two feet from the basket going up for a layup or passing into Kayvon Looney or kicking it out for a three. It was just the way that the Warriors look so much more poised in the moment. Just goes, oh, they've been here before.
0: Okay, here was the most infuriating part of this series. I have to just uh, put it on the table. You're still proud of the Blazers. I'm still proud of them, darn it. (laughs) I'll die on that hill. But what you're mad about is blank. Is the fact that Draymond Green showed us his soft side. Did you see the video with him and Jordan Bell? No, I did not. Okay. So Jordan Bell, I think it was game three, missed a wide open dunk. I mean, yeah, like, so I remember that. You should not be missing that dunk kind of dunk you're, if you're a professional yeah. player.
1: You're a professional dunker, too. Like, that's yes. his
0: job is to just dunk. That is what you do. Yeah. That's like me coming in and forgetting how to talk. Yeah. Well, actually, that happens. Anyways, uh, so he misses the dunk, right? And then in real time, when we were watching the game, we were kind of like, oh, my God, what an idiot. wow stupid. And even when you looked at Draymond Green on the other side of the court, he was kind of like, ah, like this, you know, throwing his hands up, like, what are you doing? Ah. Come to find out after the game when Draymond Green was mic'd up for it, he was at the free throw line talking to Jordan Bell across from it, and he goes, he missed a shot. He missed a shot. I missed a shot. I've missed plenty of shots tonight. You just missed a shot. No one's perfect. Like, get over it. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. And then they go to the bench and he goes, you're not perfect, man. No one's perfect. You just need to get over it. Get past it. Yeah. And then he came out there and he scored something like four or six points.
1: <laughs> Draymond, Draymond is an evolved human being because he was also making the comments on how embarrassed he was, how he used to react to officials. Yeah. And that seems like a guy that's, you know, self-aware. He's, he's a good leader that you see from the Jordan Bell thing. Last week, we brought it up. Would you want Draymond Green on the Blazers? Has your mind changed on no, that? No, no,
0: no, not at all. No, not in the least. Not No way. And you know what? I think a part of the reason that he's doing this kind of stuff is because he knows that the free agency is coming. He knows that it's coming, that they're going to basically come down the line and they're going to go, look. Yeah, but that's not the reason he's talking up Jordan Bell. after he, That dunk was. Dude, he has really turned a page in these playoffs. Like, seriously, he is like night and day kind of player.
1: I mean, he's certainly more focused. I wonder how much of he's got a little shack in him where he's like, yeah, I'll show up when the playoffs get here. I mean, the Warriors are that way. I mean, remember year two after winning their first championship, they came out and torched the league. 73 wins, and they're walking into the next finals. They lost that one, and they realized, oh, yeah, well, regular season doesn't really matter. I mean, this whole team has that kind of edge. Your feelings on the KD-less Warriors sweeping the Blazers? Oh, I love watching him. They're I seriously ha- they're do. They're so fun to watch.
0: Dude, the Warriors are so much better to watch when it's no ISO ball. And I, I remember uh, Buck, uh, producer for Dusty and Cam. He Ryan put out Buckley? Ryan, B- Ryan Buckley. Ryan Buckley in the morning. You're the fan. <laughs> sounds like a hot AC day. Hey,
1: everybody. It's Ryan Buckley coming to you live with hot sports takes here in the morning on Dusty and Cam. Check it out.
0: What's up, guys? It's me, Buck, and I'm about to play the same katie perry song for the next hour <laughs> he's away on his
1: wedding and we're doing our creating our new ryan buckley impression yeah. hey everybody ryan buckley here with Teddy enough and in your sports snort.
0: he released a uh video on twitter i want to say a couple months ago where he actually showed the uh warriors he like, is a warriors fan yeah so huge from the bay area loves them um, he released a video of them when they were playing back in their days before Kevin Durant, and he showed the ball movement. And I've said this before, man, the Warriors without Kevin Durant or circa 2016, they look like the Spurs on steroids. Yeah, like it's like insanely fast ball movement and it's a clean shot every single time. The Spurs look kind of calculated, and at a certain point it takes a while, but finally they get a decent shot. With the Warriors, literally it goes around 40 miles per hour before finally some dude's just wide open.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and what they do to your defense, and they did this to the Blazers, is when they put their foot down and really go at you, they put you so far out of position. I mean, we you can, you can complain about the Blazers rebounding late in games, but it was... Because of the ball movement, the defense was so out of position that you have Damian Lillard underneath and then you have two bigs for the Warriors going up for those rebounds and you can go, oh, rebounding is all effort. No, it's not. It's position and it's anticipation. And when you've got Myers Leonard and you've got Aminu and Harkless are all out on the perimeter because of how many guys can hit shots, how much ball movement they have. All of your guys are outside the three point line trying to guard. Thirty feet out because you have to, and then your two little guys are in rebounding against three guys. It's just every time you look back at those replays, you go, "Oh, we didn't have a chance. We mm. have six-two, six-three against, you know, six-seven, six-eight, and guys that rebound for a living." And it just makes it so difficult to do the little things against the Warriors because they just break down your defense too much. And that was one of the things that Draymond did incredibly well. And you you sit back and you go, "How could the Blazers not stop him from dribbling into the key?" on not transition necessarily. Oh, dude, it was. But, so you get the rebound and he well, push the But the problem is you have point. four guys back for defense, so it's not transition necessarily because you have so many guys in position. What they do is, is they let Draymond take the ball up and he gets inside your defense before it's set and then nobody quite knows where to be and then, oh, you happen to have two of the greatest shooters in the history of basketball sitting on the perimeter, and then you can drop it off to Looney or or McKinnon or whoever is just kind of hanging around underneath the basket because the defense goes, where's Steph? Where's Clay? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that dude that just yammed on us.
0: Now, I would say that, you know, this series, and we're touching on it right now because, I mean, we all know Draymond Green's really good, because, but he- there there were some surprises in the series. Like, I don't think anybody would have predicted that Draymond green would be the guy that would take over and like really push the warriors into the next round. Yeah. But Steph
1: kind of out of his
0: mind too. It's funny how he gets overlooked? He was the catalyst, right? (laughs) He,
1: he was, he was, but here's the thing that has happened. This happened with Iguodala in the finals. Steph Curry does not have an NBA finals MVP, which to me is, is staggering. You have KD with two of them. You have uh Iguodala with one, and then you make Draymond Green the MVP of that series against the Blazers. But dude, Steph Curry is ridiculous and makes it so much easier for everybody else, which is the difference between, like you said, the ISO ball and the way it moves. But yes, Draymond was amazing. What surprised you?
0: Well, I, I guess what I was going to say was that, you know, Draymond was kind of the surprise for the Warriors, but there were so many surprises for the Portland Trailblazers, not only in this oh, series, yeah. but in last series as well. You had Zach Collins kind of having a coming-out party. You had Seth Curry making some critical shots down the line. Rodney Hood Rodney throughout Hood. the playoffs was oh, amazing. Man.
1: Cantor won you a couple basketball games. Myers Leonard puts up 16, then 30 <laughs> against the Warriors.
0: Dude, I, I mean... 30 I, points i know we trash on myers a lot on this show and honestly on this station but you do i love myers
1: leonard i've told you the best thing that happens is that guy goes elsewhere and becomes an nba superstar he will not be an nba
0: superstar no it way will be. he be an NBA. jermaine Super o'neal star. i still don't understand how he was able to put up 30 i seriously don't i think a lot of the points came when he was at the three-point line and then like four of those attempts the warriors were like yeah go ahead so he had 16 in the first half of game three i
1: was at the game on saturday i've got a Few buddies that are on a rip city text chat
0: group. Yeah. I you invited me to it. It's awful. It's the worst. It is terrible. Yes. Nobody listens to anybody.
1: No, it's fantastic. It's like, yeah, you said things, but here's <laughs> my point. It's the whole thing is fantastic. This <laughs> is
0: not a discussion. You checked
1: out after one game, which <laughs> was hilarious. But the no, it's definitely not a discussion. But I threw it out there. Myers had sixteen in the first half. I threw it out. Hey. What are the, what's the Blazers record when Myers Leonard scores 20 points? Now he never got to 20, the second half. I don't think he scored at all. Do you want to guess what their regular season record was with Myers scoring 20?
0: Uh, I can't tell you the total, but I'm going to guess they lost maybe one game. Oh, and three. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's not a good, as positive as a sign. It is
1: for the Blazers that Myers is playing well because Myers is playing well not a good sign for
0: the overall team i'm gonna say too i'm surprised that it was so little games that he scored t- i guess i shouldn't be but yeah. really three games yeah, that's three all games. Scored they, they were oh and three
1: when he scored 20 so uh, yeah not a great sign when myers takes over
0: for the blazers i mean Do you think, because obviously I think the trailblazers are going to try to work something out to keep them on the team, but it's going to be one of those things where they say, dude, obviously your contract is going to be massively restructured and we like you as a character guy. You're great for the city, but you got to understand... You know, you got to understand what we're trying to do here. Do you think if he does go somewhere else that's like a mid-tier team, now I'm talking something like a Charlotte yeah. or, uh, you know, even like a like a uh, Indiana. Goes you, to the Nets. Yeah, the Nets or something that he can actually become like a, a top three guy, like one of the big three for somebody else. I I don't know. I mean, he has all the physical tools.
1: One of the funny things about Myers Leonard that we've, we've talked about this, but I think – him and Terry Stotts have this strained relationship because if you could go and put your brain and your ability and your tenacity or whatever in somebody else's body, wouldn't it be my, wouldn't it look like Myers Leonard if you're Terry Stotts going, if I had your ability and your skills, you know how good I would be. I think there's a lot of that in, in the relationship between Terry Stotts, dude, if I had your gifts, I would have been all NBA every year. You big dummy. I mean, Damian Lillard would take his physical attributes and just light the league on fire if you had that same mental toughness and that same drive to be great. Myers Leonard is everything you want an NBA player from measurables. He just doesn't, there's something that doesn't quite click on a regular basis. True or false, Myers Leonard's good at sex. Yes.
0: Really? Sure. I mean he no, looks, he's probably awkward you're probably yeah right. you know yeah, what I mean? you're probably right. like I think it follows that same theory that like he looks like he'd be amazing at sex yeah but like does he, have the hot wife yeah he's got a really hot wife like smoking hot but she does all the work I don't think he'd be very good at sex <laughs> okay I just don't you know yeah because he's got that face too he's got that face when he gets that aggravated. Dumb guy face yeah yeah but sometimes the guys with
1: nothing going on upstairs they're just, just the fine. greatest in the bedroom yeah yeah I don't know
0: I don't know. Well, how do we figure out that answer? Well, it's yeah. obviously that we find out where he lives and <laughs> stake out in his uh, garbage can. All
1: right, Blazers get swept out of the uh, Western Conference finals, but that didn't stop everybody from getting extensions. We'll give you the details on that next. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All there, all them, the, the top headline on uh, your ESPN.go.com.org.g O-V. you missed a dot gov i did gov oh thank you
0: yeah um as i finished the v you forgot gov. i don't you know i don't understand letters just words yeah um
1: kd disputes idea warriors are better without it oh they're better without him they're more fun to watch and they're not any worse they don't, there's not a drop off when you lose the best player in the world. That says something about you. They might not be better. I mean, you have KD. it makes it pretty easy. And the guy gets to go and play ISO ball when everybody's exhausted from trying to run around with the other team. I just don't know that they make him that much better. But the other thing about KD is he has to go out and dispute things like that.
0: Yeah. Cause he's a little bitch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I really hope this kind of thing keeps going. I hope this whole narrative keeps going oh, it's fantastic! It, it makes it a higher likelihood that dude's going to leave this team after this year.
1: And it makes the NBA better if he leaves this team after this year. I mean, it's, it's go and beat them. If you've got a problem with what people say about it, go somewhere else. If you're so great, just go make somebody else better. Yeah. Go to New York. Go anywhere. Yeah. Go to Portland. Yeah. Who cares? Why not? So Portland, your Portland trailblazers have uh, re-signed extensions for both Neil O'Shea and Terry Stotts. You've got Terry Stotts through 21-22, and you've got Neil O'Shea as your president of basketball operations through the 23-24 season. It looks like you're going to be signing a Supermax with one Damian Lillard. He made the second team all NBA, so that, I think that means something in the neighborhood of, what, $30 million extra that he can sign onto his contract? Close to $200 million. Total. Yeah. He'll be making $40 million a year when that extension kicks in. <laughs> now all you got to do is re-sign Chief,
0: and there's the future of your Blazers. Yeah, I don't think you need to do that. No? No. What? No. What? Uh, So uh, with the whole Supermax thing, I mean, first let's deal with you know Okay, I'll take it. Well-deserved, I guess. I, I this mean,
1: entire team, it was funny. Somebody throws out yeah. the, hey, got to give Neil Shea credit for Canter and Hood. Well, yeah but also the entire roster. I mean, he's been here, what, seven years? There's not a single roster piece that he inherited.
0: No, there's not. And I I mean, I do have to commend him because in the long run, you know, he was right. He he was in everything that he did. And obviously, we don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes because after every single free agency or uh, trade deadline, we're always saying, why didn't we go after the bigger fish? We have a superstar point guard. We have a... Uh, top 20 player in C.J. McCollum like why didn't we and why couldn't we sign a superstar but we don't know what's going on behind the curtain and obviously Neil O'Shea has been able to be creative enough to sign people like Enos Cantor have the foresight to know that Rodney Hood's a great all-star player and he can be vital in a playoff run I mean he's done a great job I think you just have to live with the idea that this is what we got so far.
1: Yeah, but there's also the element of, you know, the Warriors hanging out there where nobody's figured out the formula to beat them. No. So d- did he make every move perfectly? Eh, who knows? Hard to say. If they got Paul George, are they a better team? If they figured no. out some, you know, it I doesn't actually feel, kinda, that, it I doesn't feel that way. I kind of think that
0: now. I kind of think sure. that now looking back. Yeah. And you look at the free agency period uh, that's coming up here, and I think the biggest storyline that's come out of it for on your Blazer fans is that Damian Lillard has come out saying, hey, man, I'm trying to recruit Jimmy Butler over here. Sure. They were also trying to recruit Carmelo Anthony. Ugh.
1: <laughs> so stupid. That the, was that was my boiling point. Sure, but but that's the tricky thing about the NBA. There's so many woulda, coulda, shouldas. You ended up in the Western Conference Finals, so you can say that everything went exactly how it should have, but you don't know what the alternative moves, what, what the – Decisions where he said yes and said no to, you know, who who were the other options out there and does it matter a little bit more? Nurkic was a huge pickup and, and my big curiosity and you, you wonder moving forward because he re-signed Nurkic for relatively pennies on the dollar for the production you got this year. But how much better are they in this playoff run with Yusuf Nurkic? And is it enough to push the Warriors? I mean, obviously they made it to the finals, so you can't go. All right, it was a total waste of a season because you lost him, but how much better would they have been? Do you think that, that with this core group, Terry Stotts is your head coach now for a couple more years, at least, Neil Shea still making the moves, and Damian Lillard is your superstar, C.J. McCollum's your sidekick, Yusuf
0: Nurkic in there. Have they hit their ceiling, or is there a lot more room for this team to grow? Well, I mean, obviously there's more room for the team to grow. And, you know, looking at Damian Lillard's. Next contract, you got to believe that it will be, you know. I don't want to say his last with Portland, but it'll be the last one that matters. Because, last one in his prime. Yeah, it'll be the last one that matters because every year after that, he's just, you know, I'm, you know, he's going to get worse, and that's just with age, uh and especially with his playing style, which is however many minutes he's plays, which is always near the top of the NBA that you know he's going to wear down at a certain point. And so you kind of plan ahead for the future, and you say, well, if we can wrap up, and we know that our culture is still going to be okay, we have to go into one of these free agent periods, whether it's this one or the one coming up after this, and land a big-time prime star. And was this playoff run enough to attract somebody? That's kind of the question that's being floated out there. And so, I, I don't know, 55305, better you today, text line. You know, we want to hear from you is that do you think that this last playoff run was enough to convince those big-time guys like Kawhi Leonard and – um why am I blanking on that? <laughs> Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, and, and who are those other pieces out there that, you know, either for some reason don't have the value that they should, Cantor and Hood – Are there some young guys that are about to pop? Yusuf Nurkic, where you know he out of favor in Denver. Turns out he's sitting behind one of the best players in the NBA, and it wasn't necessarily a Nurkic problem. It was just Jokic was unbelievable. So where are those other, you know, diamonds in the rough? Because the Blazers don't have a ton of money to go out and do it, but you've seen where Neil O'Shea has been able to find guys that maybe aren't the obvious moves. Again, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony were the big free agents a few years ago. They both end up in OKC. And the worst year that they had was when they were both on the roster. So sometimes it's not the obvious moves. And I won't pretend that I know the landscape of the NBA better than Neil O'Shea does. He seems to have made a lot of the right moves. How much better is Zach Collins next year? Does Anthony Simons have enough to take that spot that Seth Curry likely gone next year and become a rotation player and contribute? You can give him some credit for the the Blazers run, not because of what he did in the playoffs, but just one ridiculous game that may not have mattered at the end of it is the difference between playing the Warriors in the second round and playing them in the NBA the conference finals. So you just, how much different is this roster because of Terry Stotts? One of the things that the reasons that you re sign Terry Stotts is the way that he's developed players, and and you give credit to Neil Shea for trusting the moves that he made. Do you have guys go, hey, we've we we had the playoff experience. We're going to be a better team top to bottom, even if this roster doesn't change a whole lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do because they're really you and I subscribe to the same theory with coaches, which is don't fire them unless you got a better plan in place. You know, I mean, and there's extreme cases of that where you have a coach doing something absolutely absurd or. You know, it's just like an absolute tank job going on. But with Terry Stotts, like, there's no reason to fire the guy. Now, we've talked on this show before about, hey, his job could be in jeopardy just because you're sitting in this middling road and you keep banging your head against the ball. And at some point, you got to get over the hump. Well, they did it this year. They got to the Western Conference Finals. And you can guarantee that Terry Stotts' job now is a lot secure. Yeah, um, And I want to take this opportunity, too, to still die on my sword <laughs> and say again, we should trade CJ. Let's yeah. do it. Come for, on. For who? Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, trade CJ. You're an idiot. I want to trade him. I don't care. Give me Kimba Walker.
1: <laughs> okay. All-NBA player for CJ? <laughs> I think Would you, you do that straight up? Is he third-team All-NBA?
0: No. I don't know that I would. Well, oh, wait, hold on. Let me make this more appealing for you. Okay. Straight up, then you have Kemba running point and Dame running the two.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, so they're going to change the whole
0: yeah. makeup of the team? Yes, of course. Well, here's
1: here's what you're going to want to do. You got swept in the Western Conference Final. That clearly means you have no chance of getting any better. Just blow the whole thing up.
0: Right? Trade a everybody bad for, idea. Trade the entire roster for the first pick. For Anthony pick. Davis. Oh, I was going to say get Zion Williams. Ooh, can you get both? If
1: you traded the entire Blazers roster, hey, listen, New Orleans, we just made it to the Western Conference Final. We'll give you our roster for your roster and the first pick.
0: Man, would they take that? You think? No. Really? And we'll throw in Terry Stotts. Dude, they would definitely take that. (laughs) We'll trade you uniforms. Yes. Well, not uniforms. We'll Well, trade you. Well, basically, that's
1: what you're doing. You're taking all of the players on the Pelicans. Would you take that deal? Dude, yes. What? Okay. So you ta- I, I just
0: want to reframe it, right?
1: Okay. The all of the guys wearing Blazers uniforms and their head coach. Okay. All go to New Orleans and become Pelicans. All of the players on the Pelicans and their head. Do they have a head coach? Or are they hiring a head coach?
0: Ah, uh, it, it was matter. Alvin Gentry, right? It doesn't matter.
1: Anyways, you take all of all of those guys and they become Portland Trailblazers. Do
0: I get their pick? And you get the pick. Yeah, I'll take it. Are you joking me? Zion Williamson, bro, bro. Does that mean I can still trade Anthony Davis? Do whatever you want. Oh, dude, yes. I'm taking that deal every single day. Are you joking me? Yeah. Who could you trade wh- for Anthony Davis? Uh, I, I suppose you
1: can trade back to get Dame and CJ. <laughs> I think you're on to something. <laughs> All right. The Eastern conference finals look very different than they did a week ago today. We'll uh, dive into the, you gotta be kidding me. That's other, an
0: incredible deal. You just, you literally just stumbled on something. Five that I five think three zero oh, serious... five.
1: Do you want to trade rosters and picks with the new Orleans Pelicans? Yes. Okay. I know your answer. Five, five, three Oh five is the better. You did a text line. We're asking the people listening. If you're dumb or I'm dumb or this whole thing is dumb or we're all dumb. That's a fair point. Eastern Conference Finals uh do we undervalue Kawhi Leonard? We'll talk about that right after we uh bring you the
0: news. 5530538 Tech Sight. Dude, people two, are on board two, with this. Two, exactly. Yeah, I know. Straight up roster change, dude. I'm with Will. Hell yeah, do it. Trade AD to LA. Got half their roster. Then you have Kuzma and Zion. Trade Drew Holiday for more young players. Is there a team
1: in a better position than the New Orleans Pelicans? Would you make that trade for any other roster in the NBA with the exception of the
0: Warriors roster for roster
1: roster for roster outside of the Warriors?
0: Would you make that change with anybody else in the NBA? Probably not, dude. I mean, this is like prime picking time for new Orleans. It just sucks because you're in new Orleans and their management and ownership is so terrible. And that's why if we had all that stuff here, like, I, I'd like to think most players in the NBA understand that this is a finally-run machine here in Portland. The fact that we're such a small market and we're run so well. Okay, but here's the critical question that you need to ask yourself. Okay. We also have to get Pelly.
1: Oh, yeah, there's no question. I, I would trade Blaze straight across for Pelly even without switching mascots. Yes, totally.
0: Yeah, totally. And our that's trail, just a separate deal. Our trail
1: cat, he needs to go away. Can we get, like, a Pioneer? You're not we, good with uh, Blaze? Here. No, Blaze is,
0: Blaze is pretty
1: lame. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's I, a trail cat. Yeah, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they just have, like, an old prospecting Pioneer with a uh, yeah. raccoon hat? And- exactly. A guy that, you know, blazed a trail. A, uh, you know, a, a half Lewis, half
1: Clark-looking fella uh, running around, and, you know, he comes out in a covered
0: wagon or, uh, you know, whatever. Like Oklahoma? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it comes out and he has a uh, old uh, bottle of moonshine with a bunch of X's on it. And he's always <laughs> swigging it. And- or you go the other direction where you go
1: just that doesn't make any sense. Mariners moose, Philly fanatic, gritty.
0: So if you, you would, well, I mean, I think San that's Diego what- chicken. Dude, like it doesn't I-
1: make any sense. There's no connection between the the team and the mascot. Though the the, the Suns have a gorilla. Yeah, but there is no connection here. A cat?
0: A trail know, cat? Then, well
1: they trail blazers and then they tried to go trail
0: cat. Yeah, but there's no trail
1: cats. I it's not a thing. No. That's what I'm saying. And but they made it a trail cat because it's a trail blazer. Well, it's a sun gorilla then. <laughs> it's a gorilla on the sun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But explain them the, everywhere the on the that Mariner, star. The
0: Mariner Moose? Yeah, sure. Philly Fanatic. You got mooses on ships. I don't think so. That's the other thing. Why didn't they make the Mariner a sea captain?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying is you 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 can go two different directions with that. But the problem is you either go very literal, where you go, here we go, we've got a sea captain, or here's an ugly pelican. This hmm. is clearly, we're the pelicans, we have a pelican. Or you go, it doesn't make any, there's no connection to it whatsoever. It's just... This we thought this would be fun. We threw out the gorilla in Phoenix, whatever. Uh the guy likes to wear the suit. We're having a good time.
0: Instead the Blazers went like halfway there. They're like,
1: Well, what if we made up something that was kind of like what we are?
0: What if it was just a car? A guy in a car suit. <laughs> like a transformer car? Or yes. like he actually drove around to the car. Yes, a transformer <laughs> car that the, the tra- Portland Transformers, the
1: Trailblazers. Uh, what's your mascot? It's an old Pontiac Trans Am that turned into a guy. And every time it's like, times to transform this game into a win, and then he goes out there and turns into a car and then drives off, puts a couple skid marks in the track, or like he's the robot from Fox NFL. Just oh, the, the football robot, yeah, Cletus, dude, yes. It just shows up. What if they took Robo Duck? Oh. And Robo Duck, where you're like, he's just clearly a disgraced Oregon
0: Duck mascot, but he moves up and paints himself Blazers colors. So you're trying to tell me we would get the disgruntled Fox NFL Sunday robot. The we, one Cle- that Cle- didn't get the job. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The B grade version. The B grade version. Yeah. Clean as the robot. What if
1: it's just a guy in like a cardboard box robot suit, like a really terrible one. Like his arms are old, like a uh, dryer, uh, you know, whatever I know are. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the and
0: stereotypical that, picture of a kid who tried to make a robot. Yeah, suit. Mom
1: and dad helped me make a robot suit for my school play. That was our mascot.
0: And it just had a, uh, it had the blazers pinwheel and Sharpie and not, not very well drawn. Uh, yeah. Either. Yeah. Like, or, or like every game,
1: like you let parents and children make a new suit. So it's just like, and today's robot costume was made by the Jones family. Yeah. And here he comes just in an
0: old, uh, yeah. Cardboard box. Some are better than than others. Uh, mm. five, five, three, zero five. Better you today. Text. I No such thing as a Seahawk either, but they are Hawks.
1: Yeah, I get that. But they also borrowed that from uh, one of the local high schools had a Seahawk as a mascot, I believe. So there's such thing as a Hawk. And you kind of get the idea of what a Seahawk would be. But, yeah, you can call that a stupid mascot. I'm fine with that.
0: Ryan, I don't know how much Brooke Oseldam would be into that trade. The Oh, yeah. Yeah, because her and Blaze, like. Oh, getting rid of the. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: The well, trade, wouldn't, trade. wouldn't she
0: be traded, too? What we'd have to trade, Brooke? With all the all the broadcasters they get Calabro and Heard and Demers. So wait, are we just now talking a straight up broadcaster trade? It's it's full organization, top to bottom. Here you go. So you're telling ownership me, stays the same. So you're telling me we have to trade the whole organization for Pelly? No, no, no. For <laughs> straight up, straight up.
1: We're just trading everything except for fans and owners and arenas. Hey, give me Pelly. Yeah. Oh, actually, how about we switch Moda and Smoothie King and we get a Smoothie King machine? Mm. That sounds pretty good. All right, we did not get to the Eastern Conference Finals there, uh, so let's do that in hour two. We've also got some baseball talk. We'll, we've invited Jen Ellis back. You've got a uh, player that is now the new fastest player to 100 career home runs. May surprise you who that is. I also find it weird how skinny home run hitters are today compared to the late 90s when baseball was at home run heyday. I like my baseball players roided up. Well, just curious. We'll, we'll look at some images and we'll talk about that uh, as well because that makes great radio. But right now we need to get to good versus evil. We'll do that next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 the fan have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week what has happened to it what has happened what
0: has happened to the national interest
1: no time to form your own opinions i stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times well no worries bro <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan.
0: People have gotten a chance to see us at our highest of heights and our lowest of lows, and they've seen some discord. I just got to acknowledge this on national television. Those days are over. <laughs> Not seeing eye to eye, There would not be any disrespect to the program. There would not be any side shows. There would not be any friction amongst the Fab Five. We're about to all come together like Voltron. That was an alien in a man's body attempting to learn more about humans by staring off into space and nodding, Jalen Rose. He's pumped up about the new hire Michigan basketball made for their head coach this week, former member of the Fab Five, Jawan Howard, who also was Blazer, i think yeah that's true that it's a true fact
1: that's true i don't know that he got any minutes but he was on the bench
0: well he accepted this position starting at two million dollars a year annually he's been assistant in the nba for many years most recently coaching in miami it seems like many colleges are reaching back to hire alumni in an effort to bolster their recruiting penny hardaway is the best recent example in memphis so far do you think the same thing will work for Michigan?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it creates a nice image for the team, you know, kind of makes that connection to the past. You're going to see not just alumni. I mean, Jerry Stackhouse got a job for Vanderbilt hiring former NBA players. I I don't know why, but uh, it makes me feel like there's a little bit more credibility. But then you see Penny Hardaway get the number one uh, recruiting class in the nation. At least uh, that's what it looks like right now. And you kind of wonder, among the uh, FBI investigation of every single college basketball coach, how a guy just steps in and does it without doing anything uh, nefarious. But ha- hashtag Penny got popped. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that I think that there may be uh, maybe a lot more of this to come, and I think it's a good thing because college basketball and the NBA uh, have been going in the wrong direction as far as their relationship for a lot of years. I think it's a good move. Rob was saying things. and Rob Palenka. Uh, Rob Palenka. And I didn't like those things being said behind my back that I wasn't in the office enough and so on and on. So I started getting calls from my friends outside of basketball saying those things now were said to them outside of basketball. Now, not just in the Laker office anymore. Now it's in the media and so on.
0: That was man spilling out of his own suit, Magic Johnson. He took this week to go on the clown show that his first take – and trash all over his former boss and Lakers GM Rob Palenka. He accused Palenka of being dishonest and also talking behind his back. This obviously doesn't look good for a Lakers team interested in signing big name free agents this summer. If you were Kawhi Leonard or say Jimmy Butler, would you get within even 10 feet of this dumpster fire? I wouldn't. I mean, it just feels very much
1: like a rudderless ship right now. And the Lakers, as as great as they've been over the years, I think it has a lot to do with the power that the team had over their players. But in today's NBA, the players seem to have all the power. And it doesn't matter what market you're in. You're a jet setter. I mean, you're, you can be anywhere you want in, on your off days. You can be anywhere you want in the offseason. You don't need to be a full-time L.A. resident to reap the benefits that being an NBA superstar gives you. At least that's my opinion. Plus, there's a better team in Los Angeles if you really want to be there, and that's why the Clippers have come up not only in Kawhi Leonard mentions but Kevin Durant and a lot of other guys. So, uh, yeah, I would stay away from the Lakers. Uh, plus, as a fan, it's fun to see them kind of burn down that house. Uh, keep going, keep going. Okay, you got Kimba, you got Russ. Uh, okay, and? That's, that's hard so, to do. so let me ask you this. You if, got him over Kimba? No. Yes. If I take, let me ask you a question. If I take Clay, and I say, Clay, you're the primaries, you're the, you're the number one guy. Mm-hmm. See, Skip, had Clay been on a team that won 70, 70 games, mm-hmm. I can make that argument. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to get all all NBA when you're the third option.
0: That was man with garbage disposal for her mouth, Shannon Sharp. You might not have noticed, but the Hornets star guard Kimba Walker was voted third team all NBA. Now, this is kind of important because Walker, who's now a free agent, is eligible to to be paid the Supermax. No other team can pay him more than $140 million at this point. That's just pure math. A lot of teams will be looking at Walker this summer to add as a star piece to their roster. But if you were Kemba Walker, would you take the money in Charlotte, which could potentially be 190 to 200000 or I'm sorry, $200 million, or ring hunt in another city? $60 million
1: is the difference. $60 million to stay in Charlotte. The NBA has been working very hard to find ways to keep their stars from jumping ship. I would I would stay. I mean, it's 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 hard to say that you can really join a team in the East that would become an automatic title contender. Moving out west just means you're running through the ringer, uh, trying to be the second best team to the Warriors. I don't know how close.
0: Would the Raptors have enough for two. I I have no idea what yeah. the the. That's the only one I can think of right now. If you were Kemba Walker, you would like look at the, because could the Raptors dump Kyle Lowry and then potentially sign both Kawhi Leonard and Kemba Walker?
1: I don't know. If if you want to be the team leader and and kind of, you know, run from there, Charlotte is a team that, you know, maybe you sign him and you, you do a little tank job and try to get some draft picks. That's where it gets really difficult is what does Kemba want for his future? I mean, he's not, He's not a close to being a washed-up player. He's in his prime. I think he has a few more years where he can wait for them to build a roster. But it's how much do you trust the organization. That is something I have no idea about. Clearly, Damian Lillard trusts what the Blazers have done, and it paid off this year with a trip to the finals. Western Conference.
0: All right. Let's get to my favorite story of the week, and this one's a little closer to us. Washington State. I've heard of it. A convicted offender accidentally shot himself in the testicles while having drugs hidden in his anus.
1: Was he trying to shoot the drugs in his anus and missed? Hmm.
0: Cameron Jeffrey Wilson, 27, was forced to seek treatment in a Wenatchee City Hospital after the pistol in his front pocket discharged sending a bullet through his groin. He's accused of trying to hide the gun in the aftermath of a violent mishap. A balloon full of marijuana was seen falling out of his anus while doctors whoa, 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 operated. Whoa
1: whoa, 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 Marijuana? Yeah, balloon full of marijuana. Shouldn't it be a harder drug? I mean, I don't know a whole lot about muling. I was expecting heroin or something a little more exciting.
0: Well, he'd probably be dead if he shot the bullet full. of hair. Yeah, he'd be yeah. dead. He'd OD and like,
1: like. Sh- Sure, but that's why you don't shoot yourself in the groin.
0: Well, I don't think he meant to. Yeah. I don't think he was like, only way I can get out of this is shoot myself <laughs> in the balls. I've got a way out. Time for plan B. <laughs> what well, if that's plan A? <laughs> well, if that's plan A, then I don't want to hear plan B. <laughs> Uh, police called the hospital to investigate the unusual April 5th shooting, searched Wilson's car, and discovered a bag of methamphetamine inside a pair of blood-stained jeans he's been wearing while shot. So
1: now it's methamphetamine.
0: Yeah, so okay. the, the yeah. story's a little bit wonky here. But, uh, uh, you know, the headline still stands. Man shoots himself in balls with drugs up his butt. <laughs> Go What
1: What was that guy's... Uh future career when he was in high school well i don't know if he made it to high school. you mean what was he voted what was no what did he want to be when he was growing up you know what i mean hey champ so you got a whole bright future ahead of you you can do anything you want to do what do you want to be what what steps did he take in his life that led him down this path versus you know being a Shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles.
0: You know, I don't think anybody plans on getting in those kind of situations. That's what I'm saying. I just, yeah. I, I just wonder. I'd like to... You'd like to get into like the to deeper get his consciousness backstory. of I'd man... I'd like to get his backstory. You'd like to get the backstory of man who shot himself in the balls with drugs up his butt? Yeah, I've got
1: I've got young children. I just want to make sure that we, we keep them off of his path.
0: You want to make sure that your girls don't end up shooting themselves in the groin with drugs up their butt? I... I think that's yes. That is something that I'm w- to avoid. That I
1: would like. I would like. You know, all of all of the loved ones in my life. If I could just catch a glimpse of going, hey, I see where this ends for you. Yeah. I know. I know this story all too well, and I've seen how it ends. And listen, nephew, daughter, it's a 45 friend. through
0: the penny pouch, and a balloon explosion up your. Up up your poo hole. That's a bloody, bloody pair of jeans full of
1: methamphetamines (laughs) and your naughty bits blown apart, bud. Is there anything worse than getting
0: shot in the balls?
1: Yeah. Shooting yourself in the balls is worse than getting shot.
0: Okay. But uh, all right. Is there anything worse than that? Like shooting yourself in the balls? Like that gives way much more meaning to shooting yourself in the foot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think again, again, if I could know his story so I could help all of the people that I care about, avoid that path. That would make make me sleep a lot better at night. I don't think that's how it works, dude. Doesn't get a lot worse. But sure.
0: I don't think that. Listen, how I've works.
1: I know I know somebody that made the same mistake that you're making right now. Let me tell you how it ends. And then I pull up this story, this conversation that you and I just had. We pull that up and we share it with uh you know the youth of today, tomorrow, youth of yeah, youth of today,
0: <laughs> tomorrow's of an hour,
1: tomorrow's future leaders need to know the story and where he took the wrong turn that led him down this path.
0: It's also kind of a catch-all lesson, because then you can tell them to avoid guns and drugs. Yeah. And sticking Uh, things up your butt. Yeah. Oh, there's sex. Boom. (laughs) Good versus evil is brought to you
1: by our friends at 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. We will get to the Eastern Conference finals in hour two. Also, we have a new... Home run leader, fastest player to 100 home runs in any career. So get ready for all the records to start falling. We'll tell you that is. And then, uh, oh, we've got a poll question we've got to get to. At Center Saint 1080 on Twitter. All of that in hour two of The Center and the Saint, next on 1080 The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?